is Tansley Stearns. Tansley Stearns is your greatest challenger and biggest cheerleader. Inspirational human being who loves people. Future forward leadership. Tansley Stearns is a badass. Tansley Stearns is my mom, my hero, and I love her very much. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Linda Arman, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer at Beth Page Federal Credit Union, the largest credit union in New York State, and my alma mater. Linda is a dear friend and a huge fan of the Irish rock band U2, which might rival my Dave Matthews band fandom. This is her story. Who is Linda Arman? So that's a really funny question. And the reason it's a funny question is because about 10 or 15 years ago, I went to the Center for Creative Leadership and they asked the same question. And I couldn't come up with a good answer. So I made one up just like whatever and I was so upset with myself because I couldn't really answer that question I used to joke around um, and you might even remember this I used to say I'm playing the role of Linda Arman (laughs) and it was mostly because I just didn't know you know and I spent a lot of time doing some soul searching it was probably one of my impossible moments Um, But really trying to figure out who am I? Who do I want to be and who am I? And so I'm a mom first. I live for my kids. Um, They're college students and I never see them, but I do live for them and talk to them as much as I can. Um, I'm a businesswoman. Um, I love credit unions. I'm, I'm a credit union advocate. But I think most of all, I'm just a really caring human being that cares about people. Um, and my pops. I care about my pops, too. Right. But um, What are the pups' names? Finn and Rudy. <laughs> what kind? Bijan mixes. So Bijan, Shih Tzu, Bijan, Maltese. And so now that the boys don't call me, I just talk to the dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, no, it's good. No, it, it's really good. So, But that's who I am. Finish this sentence for me. The world will be a better place when... We look at each other as individual people. Um, We look at each other as human beings and not viewpoints that we agree or disagree with. When you're at your happiest, most joyful moments, you're listening to? Fun music. Um, I love oldies. Um, What counts as oldies? Sunny Day. I love Sunny Day. Um, Midnight Train to Georgia. I'm a huge Gladys Knight fan, and I just love that song. It makes me want to get up and dance or sing along. Um, Disco. I love 70s disco. (laughs) Anything that just makes me want to tap my toes and sing along. Do you have an album you listen to from first song to last? A hundred percent. So, you know, I am a huge U2 fan. Uh, My U2 fandomness probably rivals your... Dave Matthews, maybe. <laughs> um, so I would say the best of you two from beginning to mm. end. Because I love all their albums. Yes. What's made you laugh out loud lately? Oh, my God. Um, so I took my kids and their girlfriends to Disney World this summer, and we went on their new roller coaster, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And I was, like, trying to talk myself into going on this ride the whole time. And it, like, 
shoots off backwards and takes you on all these twists and turns, but they play fun music. They play like oh. really cool. Every ride has a different song and they rotate like six fun songs that you want to sing along to. So um, we got um, uh, a really fun song and we were singing and laughing at the top of our lungs and laughing till like we were crying um, because the ride was so crazy and so much fun and they were just making fun of me because I was screaming my head <laughs> off and, and laughing. But it was seriously one of the funniest moments and such a great memory with my kids. When was the last time you danced so hard your feet were sore? All right, so I heard the Molly Bell podcast. <laughs> About the whole wedding discussion. Yes. And I will say, it was a wedding. Right? It was my, one of my best friend's daughter's wedding, and she loves music and loves dancing. And literally, from the minute you walked in to the reception, um, they asked, the band was fantastic. Uh, it was from Brooklyn. They were great. And they just asked you to come to the dance floor. The bride and groom wants you to dance all night long. And only go to your table if you absolutely have to. Oh, that's such so, good direction. Yeah. And so everybody followed direction. And I think we danced from when we got there. We might have stopped to eat a little and then went right back. Um, so oh. my feet definitely hurt. And it was so much fun. <laughs> but it was a wedding. I'm sorry. I hang my head in shame. No, no. <laughs> no, we just had to create more moments. It just has to happen. We do. We do. When you feel down, you heal by? So I live on an island, yeah, um, and I'm a beach person. Mm -hmm. So if I'm really down and weather permitting, I mean, it, it could be cold. But uh, just sitting by the ocean, even if I'm in a sweatshirt, you know, uh, sitting by the ocean, um, maybe listening to some fun music, but just staring out and breathing in that fresh air is usually what helps me. Um, get through that. And if I can't sit out by the ocean, sometimes I'll take the long drive across the ocean, mm. you know, down Ocean Parkway and at least just be able to breathe in the air and, and, and feel some solitude. Who's someone you look up to? Oh my God. So I look up to a lot of different people. I, you know, I'm a big believer in mentoring. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had a lot of mentors over the years. You know, my dad died when I was in my twenties and he was somebody I totally looked up to. And I, I, have a lot of my um, mantras and isms come from my dad. Um, my friends like you, my rock star friend, Tansley Stearns, um, I totally look up to you and all the great things you do and how you lead by example. Um, and my kids, my kids like really inspire me. They're, they're great young men who've turned into great young adults and humans and they just, they care so deeply about the people around them and the planet and I'm so excited to see what they're going to do in their next journey. Um, so I'm really inspired by my kids. You mentioned mantras. What's one that you live by? Um, so my dad always used to tell me, when you wake up in the morning, um, try and do something kind for somebody. Just one thing. You know, make it a point. So I definitely live by that. Um, it's kind of who I am and a part of my DNA. Um, but there's a whole lot of other things. I, I really am big on being authentic. Um, you know, you can't, um, you can't succeed nowadays unless you're truly authentic and true to yourselves. And I think it kind of goes back to the, you know, playing the role of Linda Armin. Um, a lot of people want you to be who they want you to be and you have to know who you are and, and be who you are. So I think that being your authentic self and being true to yourself and stop trying to be what somebody else wants you to be is super important. So that's probably not a mantra, but a way I live. 
Tell us about your impossible. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have lots of impossibles. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I feel like life brings you a lot of impossibles until you make them impossible, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think that's the whole point of this, yes. right? Yep. Um, I know that my career dreams, hopes and dreams were different. They change, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I think if I look back to what I thought when I was wide-eyed and in college and working on Capitol Hill, I wanted to be a press secretary. I am so far from that right now, right? Um, but really just trying to maneuver. What is it that makes you happy? Who are you? What do I want to do? Um, so I think that was a big one for me, was just trying to figure out where am I most comfortable. Um, I love my job. I love being with credit unions. I was in, a, you know, larger banks and, and had different careers over my time. But I think stumbling through um, and trying to just keep reinventing what I want to do. And then each hurdle gets you to the next dream. Um, and it may seem impossible, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the top end of my career and... You know, I have I have goals to be a CEO one day, and I'm just like you, my friend. And you know, I'm hoping um, and and doing the work. You can't hope, but but doing the work to hopefully fill that dream. And if I don't, then I'll find another impossible to beat. But um, I guess that's that's what I'm working towards now. Just working towards how do I keep myself fresh and keep myself motivated and excited. And then finding balance, that's the other impossible, mm -hmm. right? How do you balance being a great mom? How do you balance work and and taking care of your health, mm -hmm. right? Finding mm -hmm. those peaceful moments. Um, that's another one that's really been hard for me over the years because I feel like I run at something and then something has to give. Yeah. So how do you try not to maybe be a perfectionist at all, but find moderation across all three so that you can be happy? Yeah. So I think that's a daily impossible. <laughs> Agree. Each hurdle takes you to the next dream. Linda reminds us that one can ignite their impossible not only by learning from adversity, but by being inspired by it. Let that sink in. When was the last time a hurdle became the springboard into a new impossible? Tell us about challenges that you faced that seemed insurmountable. Um, so I ran into some health issues, um, and going through, um, the medical process of testing mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what's wrong with you. And, um, that was really daunting yeah. and, you know, luckily all is good, not good. Yes. Uh, all is good. Um, but that process is pretty scary and, um, being on the other side of it, um, I always tell people, don't Google. Um, the doctors will tell you don't Google. When you go down that rabbit hole, man, it gets scary. Yeah. Um, and I would say that was probably one of the hardest times that where I just was like, am I going to get through this? Um, and I did. And, and, and luckily... Um, uh, luckily for me, not everybody that happens to, and then you got to have, you have another battle to fight, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it all worked out and it, it makes me very mindful of, um, you don't know what's going on in someone else's life. Um, and you, you do have to be really mindful and considerate of that when interacting with different people. Cause that was a scary time. Yeah. Was there a point in your journey that you felt like giving up? Um, so 
I mean, and, and I think that goes back to um, moments in time, right? So I think there were moments in my career where I was like, what am I doing? I need to get my head examined. Like, why am I doing this? And then I would find a reason, right? Something would happen and I would be like, this is why I do this, right? Um, or I would hear something or see something. I'm reading Grit mm, by Angela yes. Duckworth uh-huh, right now. Uh-huh. And, you know, the whole book is about perseverance and not giving up and, and really... Um, finding those moments where you might fail, but you come back to try again. Mm-hmm. And how many times do you try over and over again until you finally do succeed? That's who I am. That's kind of um, one of my dad's things was always that you can't give up. You have to just be relentless, um, even though you're going to fail and learn lessons along the way. I think I always come out stronger. So, yeah, I, I, you know, whether it was school. I mean, I, I went back for my master's in my 40s mm-hmm. with two kids in high school. <laughs> um, going back to insurmountable, that one felt pretty insurmountable, but it was important to me, so I had to figure out how to make the time. Yeah. Um, you know, looking back on it now, I kind of laugh because I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but it was important to me at the time. And it's, yeah. I guess it still is. I, you know, it was an accomplishment. Um, But that is a crazy time to go back to college. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, you just gave us an example, but do you have another story of a time where something went bananas and now you can look back and laugh? Oh. I feel like there's probably a lot of... (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, that's a hard one, right? Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, things could go really crazy and I'm like, oh man, you know, how do we get through that? Yeah. Um... And I guess you can laugh or smile or look back fondly. I don't know. But I'm not sure I can pinpoint another one. Yeah. But there's definitely things there. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I so appreciate about you, I have called you during my darker moments at times, and you're always so level-headed about the way you see the world. I try to be. I try to be even, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. believe me, I've had... When my highs are high and my lows are low, I I could jump down that rabbit hole any day yeah. of the week, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's when it becomes insurmountable, yeah. right? And having friends, and I've mm-hmm. reached out to you for the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's career or personal life or just, you know, what are my kids doing to me now, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, in a good way, right? Uh-huh. Like, they they challenge you. My kids always tell me, you know, Mom, sustainability isn't recycling in espresso pods. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you yes. know, you know, they challenge us to be better humans and to save the planet because they're going to be stuck with it and things yeah. like that. So, you know, I, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm always trying to learn and grow. And I think that's probably the most important part about it is if we keep learning and growing, that's how we can stay even and and just be there for each other. And then that goes back to caring about humans. I genuinely care about my friends and family and I wanna be a support person. I have known Linda for years and her approach to focusing on those things she can control and not overreacting about the things that she can't is simply remarkable. Keep doing the work, my friend. You are inspiring a whole generation of future leaders. Achieving your impossible is one thing, but there aren't any fairy tale endings. We reach milestones, we keep going. What challenges is your impossible still facing? I think, I think it's the same, right? I think it's um, 
striking the right balance, mm -hmm. um, dialing things up and down, right? Like, so, like, my kids aren't really around every day. I joke around about it, but, like, I'm finding other fun things to do to fill that time, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, you know, I am throwing myself into work right now because we have a lot of fun things going on, and I'm, and I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, the financial services industry alone is feels like the impossible sometimes, right? And how do you just keep growing and building and finding scale and working with your teammates to have a better team and a better future? So right now, I've been really work focused. Um, you know, I'm really involved with a lot of charitable stuff in our community and business, uh, economic development work um, in my state and in my region. So I've been really focusing on things like that. And that stuff feels insurmountable. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, like we're going to get anything passed or, oh, we're going to be able to change something for the better. Um, but that's where the perseverance, I think, kicks in because sometimes you do make a change uh -huh. and you're like, you can surprise yourself. So I, I guess I'm just focusing on being relentless. What's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction and use that fire in their bellies to bring their impossible dreams to life? To, I think it's kind of what we were just talking about, mm -hmm. right? Like it's find what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Know what's important to you and live by those values because that's what's going to keep you going, right? Like when I went back to that memory about CCL and uh, actually... That's kind of a funny moment that I can laugh at. So it was uh, 2008. Um, I was in Colorado Springs. I was just getting over bronchitis, and the altitude pushed everything down, and I ended up having pneumonia in the middle of this class that I was waiting all this time to go to, week-long leadership class and work-life balance and all this stuff. And I get there, and I'm sick as a dog. And I, I went through the whole class with pneumonia like crazy. And that felt really insurmountable. Yeah. And then I was supposed to go from there to Washington, D.C. for President Obama's first inauguration. And I was so sick that I couldn't go. And I had to give my ticket away, which was totally fine. Yeah. But then my whole family was skiing, so I was home by myself. And at the time, we didn't have dogs to sleep oh, with. Right. And I definitely was feeling sorry for myself. But I, I at that moment, decided, you know what? I got to just fix things. I'm yeah. sick because I'm not taking care of myself. I need to eat better. I need to do this. I need to do that. And... I just re-energized myself mm -hmm. from feeling sorry for myself. And I ended up losing 100 pounds that year. And I got a promotion at work. So I was really kind of in a... I came from a pretty dark place to a good place. But, you know, being diagnosed with pneumonia in the middle of a conference in Colorado was probably a scary moment. Right. I'm laughing about it now because it was ridiculous, right? Like, I had no business being there. You know, post-COVID, like, you cough you would never do. Yes. like, oh, my God, right. right? I was, like, dying. Well, I can't even imagine that any of those people wanted to be around me. <laughs> they gave me an award, first person to survive, you know, CCL strategic leadership training with pneumonia. So, um, yeah, I can laugh at that. But keep giving up. You know, don't give up. Figure out who you are, what you want. Keep going. What's your next impossible, my friend? I don't know. I think it's getting through my kids becoming adults. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's hard. Yeah. You know, you, you could set career goals for yourself. You could set, you know, personal goals for yourself. 
But when you're a mom and you live for your kids and all of a sudden they're going out into the world and they're, you know, becoming financially independent and kind of trying to, like, not push you away because they're not. They want you to give them help, but they want to stand on their own. And they're at that weird time where you kind of have to let them make decisions for themselves and fail and find their own impossibles. So that's where I'm, that's my impossible now. I got to get through the next couple of years of just trying not to be a crazy mama and support them in the best way that I can so that they can find their dreams and live through their dreams. So that's what, that's my impossible for right now. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.